Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. I'm here with the Evil One, Evil Ed. It's season four, episode... Uh, nine. Episode nine. What a day it's been. <laughs> what a day it's been. Thank you for your patience, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for tuning in. We want to thank our sponsors, our friends from Pioneer Car Electronics. We have our friends over at uh, Studs. In fact, we'll have Eric from Studs joining us a little bit later on in the podcast. Who else we got, Ed? We got uh, Green Filter. Green Filter. F&B Racing. Can't forget F&B. Go Power Sports. And about F&B, they're giving away another short frame roller uh, to some lucky participant for the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which is October the 19th right here. Who else we got, Ed? Pioneer got Stereo. Pioneer. We got them. Um, <clears throat> Studs. Go-Kart uh, USA as well. So thanks to our sponsors for the continued support. Uh, today started off one of those days. We're laughing about it. Christ, there was a time we may have been crying or fighting about it. But uh, <laughs> I got a text this morning, and it began this day, which was the unfortunate news about Jesse Combs passing. And for those of you who are in the automotive world, obviously that's a name that you're probably all familiar with. Uh, Jesse was uh, a big, big part of the automotive aftermarket community she was the world's fastest woman uh from all the descriptions that you see out there she was also uh, a big uh endorser of crc one of our uh sponsors as well so i'm sure that in addition to all the enthusiasts in the industry there's many manufacturers who she worked with that are just in shock and uh, we you know, rest in peace, Jesse. Uh, we were talking about it, Ed. She was doing what she uh, loved doing. Yeah, she, yeah, right. You know, you you heard about it what yesterday afternoon? I heard about it yesterday, last night. How'd you hear about it? On Facebook. Yeah, I got that early morning text. For some reason, I did not hear any of it last night, which was probably good. Um, so, you know, we uh, I guess we, you, you don't take anything for granted, right? Enjoy your days while you're here, because uh, I'm sure she didn't have that planned, right? So. Uh, Today we've got um, we've got a lot happening on the podcast. We're going to be talking to Eric from Studs uh, StudsRacing.com, their new website. Uh, Eric has been uh, putting together like he always does uh, a couple of really strong events in Michigan. So we'll get the inside skinny on what went down there, and then we'll also uh, find out if it's true that he's coming to the event. And a lot of people want to know if he's bringing what I think is that big frame Rutman, that custom bike that he has. Oh yeah. There's some photos that we posted up there, and he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of interest, rightfully so, on that bike. Uh, we're also going to jump in and uh, check out a guy who's making uh, big waves in a little way, uh, Evan Rubble, with uh, his new micro mini bike line. And uh, we'll have a chance to find out what the deal is with all these micro bikes and what the big hoopla is. I've got one of them that I'm looking at now, and... One of them in the back there from Temecula Bob, and I actually have ordered one from Evan. Oh, really? Yeah, looking forward to getting mine. Uh, but we're gonna um, we're gonna just begin by letting everybody know that registration's open for Joe's Mini Bike Reunion again. It's October the nineteenth, right here in La Crescenta, CV Park. We've got folks coming from all over. Thank you for that. Uh, you can register for only $20 if you pre-register and then also get a $5 off coupon from uh, our friends at Campbell Automotive. And if you wait until the day of the show, it's 10 bucks more. It's $30. And this year, whether you pre-register or if you register on site, we didn't just raise the prices, but we are providing every participant 
with this custom 17 inch by 17 inch Swiss tracks mat that your bike and kickstand can sit on. It'll have a nice JMBR logo as well as Pioneer who's making these available. So for your additional $5 fee, you'll also get to take home a mat. That's pretty cool, huh, Ed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, we've had a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a couple week laps, three weeks, maybe before we had our last podcast. Uh, only because, uh, you know, in real life, things happen. And Emmanuel's brother uh, was going through some tough times and still is. So we just made room for Emmanuel to take care of what needed to go on there. Ian, we hope everything is working out with your brother. Good. Yep, and we have uh, two more podcasts that are planned for upcoming month of September, and then we'll um, excuse me, we'll also squeeze in a couple more for October as well. Um, hey, a couple things going on, Ed. I'm not sure if uh, you heard, but there, uh, Joe Petralia, who works with uh, the Muscle Mini Bike Build Group, and Justin Bett, they're coming up their first year of doing the competition, mm-hmm. the Muscle Mini Bike Build, and or the Build Off, and Joe is going to be launching. Uh, a new series of videos, how-to videos. And Joe's always been a smart guy, and he's done a lot to keep our hobby going, not only in Arizona, but all across. He travels a lot, and he's um, he's a hands-on kind of a guy. So you can check out and find out more about the video series that uh, Joe's launching. I think the first one's on a Tillotson buildup that he's doing. It's called The Tilly. Um, we support Joe and hope that uh, he has a lot of success with the upcoming video launch. I had a chance to um, speak recently to Frank over at F&B, and I had gotten confused about a short frame or a long frame, and this year it's going to be a short frame roller. And I thought, you know, I've got a few bikes, but I don't have an F&B bike. Have you ever had an F&B bike? No. Yeah. No, I have a Temecula Bob bike. I have one too. Stretched. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, so there's some update with the drag bike, I understand. The drag bike that you and... um, upcoming hall of famer dave clark built for the oh, build-off yeah um you said that that was sold and you asked me who i thought bought it and i sat there for a second it's like well i didn't know who did buy it i did i <laughs> bought dave out <laughs> like a business deal right yep so for those folks who i didn't remember maybe missed the podcast tell us a little bit about that bonanza that was that light blue yeah, stretched. stretched uh it's raked pretty good uh i put my blue wazoom right my uncle frank's blue wazoom in it and Dave did the framework, and um, we took it out one time, had a little wobble in it. Um, but uh, I think if we put a steering dampener on it, it'll be all right. Gotcha. Yeah, and those bikes, how fast of a bike is that? That's like probably, well, with me on it, maybe a 70 mile an hour. That's fast bike. Yeah. You know, and you, so you shake them My out My other a Bonanza bit. went 70 with me on it, and then when I let uh um the other jockey ride it he went like 80 on it yeah well i don't think i'm getting any skinnier by the day <laughs> yeah watch these little guys that appear to be like 110 pounds soaking wet um well we got a little bit of uh subtext- watch out justin bet <laughs> might sneak up on you one day so you i missed the last uh av ride how was that Oh, it was pretty good. Good turnout yeah it was all right we had to leave early justin and uh eichler went with me and um we showed up, uh, rode a little bit, and then we had to leave because he had something to do with his family. Yeah. So we didn't stay very long. I missed it. I was out of town. I've been traveling a lot. But uh, I bet there's an upcoming AV ride. Uh, Jake Moe will find out a little bit more about the details there. Speaking of what's happening, Jake Moe. Uh, well, look, I want to um, get 
and Eric from Studs because Eric's out on the other side of the, the U.S. in Michigan, and those guys got to sleep. We're going to try to dial up Eric from Studs and see if we can find out what the hell's happening over there. Okay, so here we go. Let's get him on the phone here. One. All right. Hey, buddy. Eric, it's Joe and Evil Ed. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Welcome to the podcast. What's, What's happening, happening, my man? Eric? Oh, not much. How are you going, uh, E? Uh, not bad. Still recuperating from painting. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that little clip of you earlier. <laughs> I painted one in, I don't know, over a year. Yeah, he did a good job. He's like an old veteran jumping back in there. You know how it goes, right? Just jump back on the bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't do that stuff. I've tried. I don't have the training. Well, he was, um, you know, we all assumed a few things when we went there, like there was going to be a spray booth there for one. And once we realized none of that was available to us, we kind of ad-libbed. And um, I'm surprised, but it, it really came out as if it was uh, done in a professional spray booth. And we're looking forward to unveiling that at the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike reunion on the 19th. Eric, you've been busy and you've also been getting a little notoriety on the pictures that we recently shared on our mini bike page, but they were from the recent ride. And you were, where was that lake that was in the background there in Michigan? <laughs> you know, it's funny how many people, even in Michigan, don't know what lake that is. But yeah, that's Lake Huron. So one, one of our great lakes. That and, was uh, great photo. What was the turnout there? It looked like you had a good group. It looked like a beautiful day. Was that just one of your rides or was that a ride that was a part of an event? That's a, that's a ride we've been doing for, God, a little over 10 years now. Uh, we just call it the Ugly Event, which started off as drag racing and camping and all that stuff. And uh, one of the local guys just decided to have a ride, so it was called the 50-50 ride, which back in the day was 50 miles and 50 miles an hour. Well, now you can imagine, uh, you know, it's more like the 50-70 ride. Um, but, uh, yeah, so some people race, some people go slow. Uh, actually, I took my kids uh, the last couple of years, so... Even if you want to putz around, it's, uh, it's a blast. Uh, the faster you go, unfortunately, the ride is over quicker. But uh, it's, it's awesome. It's out in the country. It goes from the drag strip all the way to um, all the way to Lake Huron. It empties out of the beach. It's beautiful. So uh, good time to ride. It's, it's a haul, though. It's more of like an endurance ride. So it's really cool. You, you find out who doesn't have their stuff uh, just right real quick. You know, we have the trailer of Shane that follows uh, everybody behind. And... Uh, <laughs> This year, I think we had about, uh, I think we had probably about 14 or 15 people um, on the trailer. That last year was uh, almost 30 people on the trailer. So it's a lot of parts fall off. And, you know, some sometimes, unfortunately, people get hurt. Uh, they, their stuff's not safe. We try to look at it before they get on the ride. But uh, everybody thinks they've got the fastest bike. And everybody thinks that uh, that they've got what it takes to do it. But, uh, you know, if you don't have your gearing right, you know, 50 miles is a long run. You know, I've seen, I've seen it all. I had no idea that that was a 50-mile ride. Which, yes, it was 20, 25 miles each way. So that, on its own, it's like an, an endurance competition. And to your point, gee, I remember even on the Hot Rod Power Tour, 
um, where we would take these hot rods cross country. Same thing. You know, everybody was just jamming to get their bikes, or their, in this case, their cars done, without realizing that they may not have quite been ready to go, for, especially for such a long trip. And it's no different than with mini bikes too. Um, how thoughtful to have that trailer, although the name isn't one where you'd want to be on it, the, the Hall of Shame trailer. What, what was it called, Eric? Well, the Trailer of Shame. The Trailer of Shame. I like that. But nevertheless, how nice, because when you're, it, it, it's one thing when your bike goes, you know, not only is that a blow to you because you can't enjoy the day, it's a blow to your ego. It's kind of a blow to your buddies because they got to deal with your sorry ass while your bike won't ride. Um, oh, yeah. But it's also compounded if there's nobody there where you can even put the bike on so they can get brought back home. So it's nice that you have that there. Is that something that you created or you have some volunteers that decided to do that? You know, I wish I could say I created it, but I, but I didn't. As uh, some of my predecessors, uh, Frank Manson from old school, uh, he was good friends with the track owner and uh, he, he pretty much put that ride together. Some people drag race, some people uh, like the ride. Kind of the ride uh, recently in the last few years has kind of sort of taken over the drag scene um, because it's so cool. I mean, yeah. I'd say it's one of, the coolest, one of the coolest events in the country, probably. I mean, uh, don't have to worry about cops. There's not a lot of traffic. Uh, fun camping. It's, God, I think they charge like $10 per day, you know, to camp uh, and hang out at the drag strip. So it's pr- pretty reasonable. Really nice. I, I, you mentioned your son, and I see him now. You know, he's at that point. You know, he's a... He's an athlete. I see him. He's a pitcher, and he's having fun. He's always got a smile on his face. You had him working behind the counter. Got a little Eric uh, in the wings being groomed to take over the baton, huh? Yeah, he loves it. He had a little rut bend. Uh, he calls it the root beer float. And uh, unfortunately, he was on the trailer this year. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I left his engine stock, and uh, he's probably got about 150 miles on that thing, and it just couldn't, uh, you know, we had the governor pinned back a little bit for him, and uh I mean, he was going fast. Uh, man, I, we took that engine apart. It just everything seized together, E. <laughs> you know, that, that, that rod was so hot. Uh, so so this year we're uh, we're giving a little built motor. We got a little rod and flywheel for him so it can handle the, the ride. But, uh, yeah, it was sad to see him uh, get put on the trailer this year. Yeah, but he'll appreciate it uh, all the more as he gets older and he completes the rides. And he'll have a lot of completed rides, I'm sure, before his time's up. Yeah, yeah, good time. He uh, he made his first pass on the uh, on the eighth mile, and he, he did a uh, I think I was fastest. Right, I only let him go down a few times, but uh, he he got about four, almost forty nine miles an hour in the eighth. But that's pretty good for ten year old. Well, plus once they get that confidence, you know, typically they're a little nervous at that age, but once they get that confidence, they've got they've got that fear release button that we don't as adults. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, you posted a picture of your bike. Now, that looks like a large frame. I don't know if it's extended. Is that a Rutman, the, the, your, that bike that you've recently posted up on the social media? Well, it was, it was originally a Harrison, which is r- really popular and uh, made, made here in Michigan. And uh, we just had, I just always wanted a big wheeled bike. So, I mean, that, that thing, we, we stretched it uh, about six or seven inches. And actually, we widened it about five inches. Those, those Hoosiers are uh, I see those. Almost, seven, almost seven inches wide. So, uh, probably wasn't my smartest decision as far as to ride at that speed with uh, with those square tires, but uh, uh, my drag bike has the same uh, has the same tires. I really liked them. That so. seems to be a, a popular look there. Those bigger bikes with those wider tires. Doesn't Sam Blackburn's bike have like similar cues to it as well? Yeah, yeah, yep. That's uh, he's got some beautiful bikes, and uh, and uh, he's also got some big wheels. Uh, Eric Swingle also uh, he's even got bigger wheels than mine on his. Uh, he calls it Steamroller. Um, 
but uh, they were a little bit more rounded. So, I mean, it took me about a year, about a year to have those fenders made for that bike, which are carbon fiber. And, uh, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm not changing it now. So that, that bike, uh, we actually built it for a doubly run. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, we wanted to hit some shows and, uh, I don't know if it's going to be possible, but uh, I'd like to get it to, to your show as well. Well, look, uh, I would love to not only have that bike there, but more importantly, candidly, is just to have you here. Uh, I'd love for you to see what we do out here. And uh, as you know, we've welcomed you to be a part of the judging out here. I think it would be a nice little opportunity for us to get a little bit of a view from your perspective. Uh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, there seem to be uh, those bigger bikes, those bigger wheel bigger tire bikes were th were those really popular and did you really select that size because of the type of terrain that you ride in or was it the look was it a little bit of both uh well you know it's funny uh when, when we call it the ugly run you know it's like our cannonball run you know honestly there's uh there's only like two two left-hand turns and the rest are straight away so i really wasn't concerned about uh you know, you know, I've track raced at the Thunderdrum and stuff like that, but uh, but we, we knew this bike was just made to go straight, so we kind of built it to do triple digits. Um, I end up using a I end up using a forty four Magnum on it, which probably would take away a little bit on the top end, but uh, it's 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 probably uh it's probably in the in the high eighties probably at that ugly run. Wow, uh, I, still got some, I still got some playing to do, but uh, you know, we got to be safe too, right? Yeah, w without a doubt. In fact, safety first. I recently saw something where there's a bunch of folks, I'm not sure if it was Michigan, out riding. <clears throat> and when you guys go out riding in the streets, it seems like it's anything from a mini bike to a full-size motorcycle to a three-wheeler to an ATV. And uh, an unfortunate deal, somebody with no helmet pulls out in the wrong lane, head-on, another car, flips over. And, you know, it just, no helmet on, no shirt on. We still see a little bit of that there. And we try nice. to... Yeah, we try to do I our best. The, yeah, I see it daily at the store, you know, and it's, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's just the young people, but, uh, yeah, the, a lot of these new young guns, they just, um, I mean, I, I get dirty looks when I have the gear on. They're like, hey, what do you got that on for? But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we try to push it when we can, and uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, it's same way with motorcycles, right? It's like uh, you just see somebody doesn't wear the gear until they have an accident, and then they decide they want to put the gear on, you know, and. It's hard, hard, hard to persuade him. When I was a little bit younger and a little bit dumber, uh, I used to just dream of being able to ride a motorcycle without a helmet with your hair in the wind and, you know, all those pictures and all those movies you see. I don't know if it was Easy Rider, but um, as it turns out now, yeah, we'll be the first nerd stepping up because I, I know I wear gloves. I wear my uh, D&E's jacket with the chest and the back protector and the elbow protector because Look, it's inevitable at some point I'm going to fall on my ass. I just don't want to get hurt too bad because I'm really a pussy, you know? Yeah. Hey, um, that's, the thing with, that's the thing with mini bikes, too. You know, they're, they're not fine-tuned machines, uh, you know, so things do, uh, you know, I don't care who you are, you know, you're, something's going to rattle apart or something's going to get loose, and uh, especially if you don't do your maintenance on it. So it's bound to happen. Every bike I've had, something's flown off of it at one point or the <laughs> other, you know? Hey, Eric, right? uh, let me ask you, you know, you, you're you're – Obviously, a big, big part of the mini bike scene nationally. You've got the store that's got some huge notoriety, not only in the state, but obviously all the neighboring states, as well as, you know, through things like the internet, you know, national and international. You've had some plans to uh, revamp that website. And I think you were, at one point, I first met you talking about doing that. And now I've known you for like a year or two. And finally, you got that new website up and going. That's got to be oh, that's got to be a relief for you, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I wish I could say it was easy. I tried doing it all myself and uh, just, I uh, was just, you know, too much going on, uh, either understaffed or just uh, busy, busy, busy. You know, social media was always good to us. Uh, you know, believe it or not, just from that, we had some great national notoriety. But uh, yeah, the website finally is uh, up and running. You know, it's not perfect, but uh, we just want to get as much stuff on there as possible. It's the worst thing in the world, right? I, I hate going to a website and you click on there and there's a bunch of empty links and stuff. So uh, we got a lot of cool stuff on there, stuff that we make, stuff that we get, you know, and you know, we're a huge, uh, huge uh, art distributor. So we got a bunch of that stuff on there. And But, you know, we've always dealt with those guys for years. But, uh, yeah, every day we're adding more and more stuff, which is stud, studsracing.com. We also have another website, Studs Power Sports, uh, but we don't have a lot of stuff on there, you know, as far as parts and performance stuff. That's all on the Studs Racing site. Great. And as I understood it, you had a special code for our uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast listeners that you'll open up and you'll make it available through the Labor Day holiday, which is this Sunday. Thank you, first of all, for making that available. And if you could give folks an idea what that discount boils down to, you know, is it a 5, 10, 15% discount? And then what is the discount code for those folks that would like to order some parts from you, Eric? Well, uh, the, the discount code is STUDS FAST, which is uh, all caps, uh, S-T-U-D-Z, and then FAST, all one word. Okay. And, uh, yeah, basically it's a 10% discount across the board. Probably doesn't sound like a whole lot, uh, but on the performance parts, you know, uh, you're lucky probably to you have a 15% margin. So some of those parts are pretty expensive, so especially if you're doing a complete build, uh, it definitely will uh, help save, save, some, save some coin. And that, that uh, discount, uh, well, that's, we're just calling this our grand opening, you know, being on your show tonight. So from tonight to uh, midnight Sunday, you know, people can take advantage uh, of that coupon code. Awesome. And that was studs, S-T-U-D-Z-F-A-S-T, all uppercase. Correct. It's going to be a discount code that's available through Sunday. Uh, guys, if you're listening in and there's a lot of places where you can buy products and many of them are sponsors of our show, I've personally had a chance to not only uh, experience working with Eric and the folks over at Studs, I can tell you from being there that he's got a group of guys working there and gals, and it's a family business as well. And you feel that when you go in there, everybody knows their deal. Whether someone's bringing in a lawnmower that hasn't worked in 50 years, or if someone wants to completely rebuild a custom bike or maybe build one from scratch. And when you go to Eric's back room, you know, I was I think I was there during a time where you may have recently got some F and B pipes. It wasn't like there was three or four pipes. It was like there was about fifty or sixty. So your inventory strong, your staff strong and friendly, and it seems as if everybody that was coming in that store, you could see the smile on their face. It was like, you know, when you're when you're out and about and you finally either get to that that part of the store where it's got the shit that you like, like it was always the toy store as a kid. But as an adult, I was watching when we did the little meet and greet at your place, when the people came in the studs, they, they couldn't get to the, they couldn't get to the desk to order quick enough. And that's gotta be pretty cool too. Isn't it Eric? Where you kind of the, the stop for folks to get that, that game face on. Yeah. No, we appreciate it. I was actually trying to find the picture when you were there. Uh, holy cow. We had about 50 or 60 people around that parts counter. It was crazy. We would have had more if Ed was with me. <laughs> uh, for sure. Well, uh, next time, right? Yeah. Well, for... Get out on the drone. <laughs> uh, Eric, look, um, I hope that we can see you out here for Joe's mini bike reunion on the 19th. We've got a little bit of room here, but what ends up happening is we get closer to the event and I'm not, I'm not bitching about it, but we, you know, boxes start to come in, whether it's pioneer audio or whether it's the, uh, the mats. In fact, I had to delay, you know, we're giving these mats away, Eric, 
to each of the participants. Excellent. Yeah, and um, you know, I used to have a, a much larger mat, but these are smaller, and it's got a place for your kickstand instead of it going into the hot cement, or in this case, the grass. And it's going to have the JMBR logo and Pioneer, and we're actually going to give these to each of the participants. They get to take them home as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we're going to be bringing out some goodies for you to give away too at, uh, at the show. Some studs goodies. What are you What are you thinking about bringing? Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably, you know, lots of stickers and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, you know, we haven't decided totally yet. But probably something. Uh, I know you're going to have some bags that you give away, right? With yeah. uh, Each applicant. That would be great. Those are the goodie bags. Yeah, yeah, so some some good stuff to throw in the goodie bags. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, thank you, Eric. You've always been generous. Thank you for supplying the tires. Uh, we just got the wheels redone for the uh, Super Stalker Bears bike that Ed was painting today. Uh, we've had a lot of support from a lot of friends. Karen Krause put together the seat. Uh, we had uh, some help from uh, Toby McCaslin. He made a really cool, check this out, uh, a pull starter made out of wood. Uh, oh, with, awesome. with the Hearst logo on there, it's very, very light. And Oh, I saw you uh, post that today. That looks awesome. It looks great. And he, he actually color-painted the pull rope, so instead of it being white, it's white with blue and red like a barbershop pole in the spirit of the uh, Super Stalker look. And there's a lot of little subtle things that Ed and I have been working on, just trying to make this bike something that Joji Bears is going to, well, obviously she's going to remember it for the rest of her life, but something that's really going to put a smile on her face because despite the fact that her dad had this huge line of mini bikes. She never had one to call her own. So we're going to, we're going to be looking forward to the reveal and you'll be a part of it on the 19th. Eric, one more time before the folk or before you take off for the folks listening, uh, given that it's studracing.com and that discount code again that you were offering, could you please repeat that one more time? Sure. Yeah. The website studs racing with a Z. So studsracing.com, and then uh, the coupon code is uh, STUDSFAST, all caps, S-T-U-D-Z-F-A-S-T, you know, uh, all caps. Eric, before you go, I want to ask you one question. Sure. What is it about the mini bikes? What is it? I mean, right now you're, how old are you? Like you're in your mid-30s? Uh, I wish you're, you're good to me. Uh, I'm 48. <laughs> wow, you look great. So at 48, and, you know, you, you do the car thing, you do the truck thing, you've done everything thing. What is it that still keeps you so interested in the mini bikes? Curious. Oh, God. It's probably, uh, we don't have enough time. But uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, it, you know, it's just addicting. Uh, you get you get on it. You, you feel, you know, I've rode motorcycles before, but uh, there's just something about getting on the mini bikes. And there's, there's so many flavors, so many different kinds. And, uh, you know, that's part of it. The other part of it is just the camaraderie. You know, you, you see people out there. It uh, doesn't matter what color they are or how tall they are or how old they are. You know, we get guys that are 80 and guys that are 10, like my son, and just everybody gets together and usually has a good time. And uh, that's what I like about it. You know, it's just a, it's a big family, really. It's the people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And when you see, no matter what mini bike you look at, there's always something cool about it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How about- hey, I, I, had a, I had a request from some of my uh, Detroit people that are coming out to your show. Uh, what is it? Well, I don't know if I can say this, but uh, they just want to make sure that you've got uh, yes, yes, know, the, 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 coke, the yes. coke and the horrors lined up. <laughs> that, that sounds like Sam Blackburn. Huh? Uh, uh, I can't, I can't mention any names. Oh, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that was one of the that was one of the requests. <laughs> well, um, we'll work on it. How's that? <laughs> hey, uh, Eric, do you want to give any shout-outs before you take off? Yeah, all those guys, man. Uh, God, we got so many guys, but uh, yeah, the Blackburn family are awesome. Uh, the whole family gets out there and rides. Uh, 
their 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 uh, youngest has been drag racing and riding all kinds of fancy bikes and hopefully Sam can get his bike out there. Uh, Eric Swingle, all those guys in that group, Brad Demoise, uh, Mike Camp, those are all guys that we we hung out with at uh, Ubley. Uh, the whole Let's Get It Racing team. Uh, there's a bunch of guys. Haven't seen Pizza lately. You know he's kind of into cars, but uh, JB Auto, he was up at Ubley working on some crazy. Uh, some crazy shifter cart that he put a 650 uh, Polaris engine on it, you know. <laughs> always, uh, always tinkering on something. How about my uh, man, uh, Kelman Carisi? Oh, Kelman, yeah, Kelman came out to our show. Um, yeah, Kelman likes to have a good time for sure. Kelman, if you're out there, what's up? He's still got that psycho banana that uh, that he's riding. I thought he was working on another bike, too. I don't know if it was a customer's bike or his. Um, how about uh, Myron Bailey and, and his son? Myron Bailey is kind of a lot of these guys uh, that the police are giving us some issues riding, and especially in the city. So a lot of these guys are riding scooters, which uh, we do sell a lot of scooter parts too. But uh, My- Myron's been, uh, say he's been riding uh, legally. I think he sold his mini bike, and uh, he's been riding scooters. I haven't seen him in a minute. Well, I haven't talked to him in a minute either. If you see him, tell him we said hi. Eric, thank you for everything. Again, thanks for the support with supplying the tires for the Bears bike as well. Uh, thanks for all you do with the mini bike community. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon and maybe seeing you on October the 19th. For sure. I can't wait to see you guys out in Cali. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you soon, brother. Have a good night. Right. See you, Eric. You too. Hope you come Bye, out. Guys. He really is a nice guy. Uh, Sounds like he's really uh, nice. He is. And honestly, I had no idea he was that old. <laughs> Literally. Um, he he acts young, and he you can tell he's, he's all about having the fun. Uh, hey, I want to take a second and recognize a few folks, too. Um, obviously, shout out to Linda for all you do. Um, Corona Irving, he was putting together a really nice custom bike, so I yeah, can't I wait to that. see. Yeah, uh, Corona, looking forward to seeing what you're bringing out. Uh, we talked earlier about Jake, Moe, and Ian, and kind of the awkwardness, Ed, that maybe comes with being a judge. And this year, we've got some new judges, and we also have some judges coming back, like you, like Cliff, um, like Midgey. Uh, and I wanted to um, talk a little bit about that. Uh, Ian Cordova, uh, Jake Moe, well, Ian's a former winner. Uh, Jake, ironically, could have probably won every year. And I don't know that he's ever won, but it's, he's never been a big issue I don't for think him. So. I don't think he has won. Yeah, so I, I, I think and I understand that a lot of the judges or former judges would have a little bit of an awkwardness if their bike won, right? Just because you're on the judging team. And easy for me to say, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah, I had that problem when I won on my bonanzas. What is it? You know? You feel, I don't know. I just like think people, well, he's a judge. He knows all the judges. That's why, yeah, it's fixed. And that's the part of the judging that I never got turned on to. Because I thought, and what I told the judges, and we have 12 judges, um, that... If you bring a bike, let's say that, um, um, let's just say that MDB, who's a judge, brings a badass drag bike. If that's the best drag bike at the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion and it doesn't win, then the judges faulted. Now, if Charles is a judge, when his bike is being judged, Charles is, Charles is not going to be judging it. Right. You would judge it, or Joe would judge it, or, or Cliff yeah, would judge it. Right. And I have enough confidence that these guys, and incidentally, if you're a woman and you like to judge, <laughs> you're welcome to. Picky helped me one year. I think Karen Krause would be great. You kidding me? She'd be like a walking encyclopedia, especially. So it's not a guy or a gal thing. Um, but I have enough faith in my judges that if another judge brought in 
a badass chopper, let's just say. And that bike was the best chopper at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, and he was a paid participant that that bike should win, giving zero shits whether he's a judge or not. So if anybody has a problem with that, obviously we'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. But the way that the judging is going to work this year, for those of you who have been coming to the show, we've tried it a variety of different ways. We've tried it where you parked anywhere you want, and the judges went around, and they judged you. (laughs) Well, um, there were a few folks who had had some concerns as to whether or not their bike was judged. And candidly, at the time, we may not have had the most efficient system to designate which bikes had been judged or not. So I'll take a little bit of a responsibility for it. Over the last couple of years, as we tried to adopt the judging to get to a place where maybe it was a little bit easier for both sides, we thought we would try to judge the bikes before you were placed. And that brought its own challenges for a variety of reasons. This year, we're going back to keeping it easy because it's a mini bike show. We're going to take the KISS rule. Keep it simple, stupid. When you come in and registration will open up at 7 a.m., and if you're pre-registered, there's a special line just for you. You'll get your goodie bag. You'll get your judging card. You'll be able to come in, take your photo behind the step and repeat wall, and then go put your, put your bike on the designated mats that are already in place. And from 7 to 9 o'clock, you just mingle. You go have a cup of coffee with Ed. You go maybe get something at the food truck. You take a look at some of the stuff at the merchandise tent. Walk around. Do whatever you like. Enjoy the park. Enjoy your friends. And at 9 o'clock, our 12 judges are going to enter the arena. And likely two at a time, they have their designated sheets and they have their curriculum in terms of what your judging is going to be based around. And they will literally go to all of the bikes before noon and judge them. And your card, your registration card, will have a designated red sticker which will allow you and us to know that you're judged. About 12 o'clock, we'll stop phase one of judging. By 12.30, it will be the last call. So if, for whatever reasons, we missed anybody from 9 to 12, we'll take them until 12.30. From 12.30 to about 1, it's phase two, where our judges will tabulate all the scores. We'll find out who can't add We'll make sure that if any bikes need another visual inspection, because we have a lot of close... Close ones, yeah. You know, because you're a judge. Yep. So we've adopted the plus a half a point so that instead of everybody with a nice bike getting a seven or an eight, your bike may just be a little bit more special so that 8.5 differentiates you from all those eights. In a similar fashion, if you're kind of an eight, yet... Not too sure you just stay at that eight. You don't get that extra half. For the drag class, there's some talk of extra credit. And this is just for the drag class that if you put your bike on the dyno, and depending on what those results are, those could help you glean extra points in the drag racing class. Because the drag racing, excuse me, the drag racing class, that's designed specifically for race bikes. And that dyno suited perfectly. So Keep that in mind. You don't. No one has to go on the dyno, but for those folks looking to get a little bit more of an edge on the voting, if you're in the drag class, be sure to get on the dyno. I want to thank uh, some of our other listeners that have been a big part of the show over the years. Um, 
there's uh, all of our guys from the Arizona Mini Bike Riders. Uh, I'm looking to see my John Bonet Ramsey and Joe and maybe Nick. Nick may be coming out. That would be cool to see him. Dallas and some others. And a lot of those guys bring their family. So we're looking forward to seeing you all. I mentioned the judges. Let me announce the team. It's uh, Cliff Judd, yours truly, Evil Ed, uh, MDB, Mini Drag Bike, Charles, uh, Justin Eichler, uh, Joe Petrelia, Bill Brousseau, Jonah McCaslin, Jake Boyd, Jay Padilla, and I'm also getting some help with the Hondas and the Mini Motos and the Scooters. And I have my buddy Bing Flores and Dante Villasenor from the Honda Grom lifestyle scene. I ride with all those guys on Friday night. Them and George, Mr. Honda. You may remember George from the events. He's got the little black mustache and the big Honda shirt. He's an expert when it comes to Hondas. So those guys will specialize in our Z50s, our CT70s, all the way up to the Honda Groms and the Honda Monkeys, as well as the Z125 Pros and that whole. The way that it works is that the Mini Motos are anything that shifts. The Twist and Goes, those are the scooters. Those are the two ca- uh, classes. If you'd like to see the classes and maybe try to figure out where you fit in, go to joesminibikereunion.com and underneath the event information, and under the schedule, it'll not only give you the schedule that, that I just reviewed with you, but it'll also give you the definition of each of the classes. Um, $5 coupons off at Campbell Automotive. Thanks to all of our judges. Uh, while you're there, the judges will have a badge on. We have these special badges. Ed, you may even have yours from last year. Uh, while, the, while your bikes are being judged, leave the judges alone. Really. Um, they want to see the bike. They, they, don't, they only have a few minutes to judge the bike. Now, during the second phase or after they've judged the bike, if you want to talk to them, by all means. But please don't bother the judges while they're judging to tell them that how tough it was to find the part or that the, you hand-built the clutch cover. I don't want to minimize any of that. There's just not that opportunity and there's not that time that they have while they're judging. Now, after the judging, we want to know everything. In fact, that's what the show is about to tell folks what you did to your bike and answer questions about it. Just not during the judging, okay? All right. So I'm going to get to the guy who's making a lot of waves, a lot of big waves in a small way, um, Evan Rubel. Uh, Evan is uh, he's a 714 area code, and I would have wished we could have had him in studio, but he's had some things going on, uh, good and bad, uh, the, the good being that he just got married. Uh but Evan's going to come on the show after the break and talk a little bit about his line of these micro minis. And, you know, I, I've got a couple of them, and I, I, I just like everything about them. They're not the easiest to ride, nor are they the easiest to build. In fact, just about everything you've got to do with these bikes, for some reason you have to make the part or find somebody who's already done it. But we're going to talk a little bit, to, uh, talk a little bit about what this micro mini bike craze, why it's happening in why Evan decided to get into it full bore. Uh, incidentally, for those of you that are micro mini bike enthusiasts, in fact, I think Karen Krause just got hers done, uh, we have a class. We have a micro class this year specifically for that. So we're going to get um, Evan on on the second half. Um, shout outs. Your buddy uh, Edwin Murdo has been checking out a lot Hello, of the photos. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully you have a chance to see Edwin at the upcoming show. Yeah, I hope he shows up. Yeah. Um, I mentioned all the Honda Ground Lifestyle riders that I typically go out with, Bing and Dante, uh, Johnny, Joe, Lorenzo Tan, all the guys from Steady Garage. 
Um, let's give a shout out to Alan Bryan, uh, Levi LaMayer, uh, my buddy Chance, Chance the Rents. Chance I met, he was one of the SEMA Young Guns in St. Paul. He had a badass little MR2. We'll see him out in Vegas. He was one of the Young Gun winners. Uh, Larry Lawrence, uh, John Lamas, Randy Keats, uh, Brad DeMoise. Uh, Brad also uh, in the event business. And now it seems like he's maybe getting into the part business. He's got, um, I think he built a modified head for these little smaller three and a half horsepower 79cc Predators that are on these little micros. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, seeing him uh, kind of stretch out his little footprint there. Uh, Dazel Rankin, Jimmy Gorman, my buddy Brian Amatsu, uh, Jim McNear, uh, locals Rick Chu and Tom Hay, uh, big guys out here in La Crescenta, not only in the motorcycle, but also the car world. Uh, Mikey and Ira, I look forward to seeing you guys this weekend. Uh, Corey, Gail, and Jerry, we'll see you guys out here hopefully soon. James Griffith, uh, James, the guy that I bought my, where is it? There it is. My Briggs seven horse, uh, Adam Wolf, Nick Herbert. Uh, I want to thank Nick for helping me out with some of the West Bend questions I had. And I want to thank Justin Eichler for hooking me up with Frank Moore. I got a little, um, this is my first West Bend and it looks like I'm going to keep it in the micro Temecula Bob, uh, setup that I've got going there. Uh, but Justin turned me on to Frank Moore. Uh, Frank Moore is out of Ohio and just as Justin claimed, he really was on top of his game when it comes to West Bend. Uh, he can be reached at a pretty odd email address. It's Pooh, like Winnie the Pooh, Pooh Ruth, P-O-O-H-R-U-T-H at AOL.com. That's the email address for Frank Moore in Ohio. Look, I paid $650 for a complete rebuilt modified West Bend 700. And he had it done in a week. He was easy to deal with. He was the nicest guy. And I don't know that I would ever buy a West Bend from anybody else besides him. I saw another West Bend on eBay and it looked really nice. And the price was a little bit lower, but you just didn't know. Right. I rather, I don't know about you. I rather spend the extra hundred bucks, right? I didn't get it from somebody, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So thanks, Nick, for the help, and thanks, Frank, more for the help. And, Justin, thanks for hooking me up. We're going to take a quick little time out, and when we come back, we're going to get um, Evan Rubel on the line. Uh, for those of you who may have experienced a little bit of technical difficulty, well, that's the podcast world. When we come back, in fact, let's do it now. Here's a quick little view on the progress of the parts. Now, Ed, this is one of the wheels. You're a pro. Take a look at that. Pretty nice yeah, work, yeah, huh? Yeah, I've seen it earlier. It looks nice. You were concerned about the fenders? Yeah. How those come out? They came out nice. Right? Those are the fenders I supplied for Yes, and yeah. supplied these fenders, which, again, try to find them, right? Uh, some of the other chrome work, although this Everything is still in package. Everything looks good so far. Don't you think? Uh, this is the seat that Karen Krauss put together for us. Awesome job. That red, white, and blue patriotic look. Yeah, it looks good. Okay. And, and that super stalker, there's that little area, that little frame mm-hmm. that you fixed. Yeah. For a license plate. So we've got a special license plate that's coming up on the Bears bike. And then Toby McCaslin. Now, ironically, Toby and his family used to visit the Barrises. So Jonah, Toby's brother, and Toby as well have been participants at the mini bike show. And when they heard about the Barris deal, they wanted to be a part of it any way, shape they could. So I said, hey, look, Evil Ed's driving the boat, but we need some help on some other parts. 
This is an example. I said, hey, we really want to replicate a Hearst shifter, but those big metal shifters, you know, <laughs> you can't they're heavier them. than the engine, right? You can't use one. And they, they clank on the front of the engine. So I said, hey, look, can you make it out of wood, a light wood, and replicate the Hearst shifter? And this is what you have here. And unlike the other Hearst shifters where the logo is facing up, we reversed it so that when it's sitting into the uh, recoil, it's spelled out correctly. And look at the, the pull rope. He carried through not only the, the, the clean white rope, but uh, painted it blue and red like a barbershop pole in the spirit of this bike. So, uh, Toby, thanks for these little little bit of, these little innuendos and these little special parts of the build because I think that's really what's going to differentiate it. Now, you and I talked about maybe enlisting Frank from F&B on a pipe. Mm-hmm. So, Frank, we may be reaching out to you. Um, there's a picture of a – it looks like a modified – what, a little 90 angle and that old school Tecumseh muffler head. Yeah, that's what we have now. So we'll find something and we'll chrome it up. But the progress of the bike is pretty close. We have one major concern that I think even that problem is eliminated, Ed, and that came with the clutch cover. I thought we were literally going to have to either make one or have Jake make one or Toby make one. But it turns out that Greg Dahlia from the East Coast, who's a big Bears fan, knows a guy that has the specs and is working on making that clutch cover for us. Good. Now, there were two types of super stockers, right? Um, and each of those had a different clutch cover. This was that full, flat, straight, mass, huge chrome. With all so, the decals on it. And with all the decals, right, which we're also working on. And, you know, I've seen some other builds where they you could tell they gave up because they couldn't <laughs> find one. They just put on like a regular square clutch cover. And, you know, you don't miss it. But I think in the spirit of what we're trying to do and who we're giving the bike to, right. Joji Bears, that we've got to make we got to make everything happen as close to that bike as we possibly can. And it hasn't been easy, but it hasn't been hard. And uh, we, you know, we go through. You know, it seems like we picked up that bike when? When did we get that bike? January. Six, right? Seven, eight months. Can you ago? believe yeah. it? And remember, at the time, it's like shit. We got more than enough time. <laughs> yeah. And I think we immediately got it and stripped it. And then you've had you've had the frame. Yeah. I've been getting some parts. Like I just got some of the chrome stuff done because I was worrying about time. Karen got the seat done like in no time. But now it's it's game on. We've got like a month and a couple of weeks to get it done. Uh, for those of you who have expressed an interest in either helping us with the parts or helping with the assembly, I think we're good. But keep out there in case you want to come over. We're going to get all of our parts laid out and assemble all this bike. He's going to time it. One of those elapsed time videos so that everybody can see what we've done throughout the whole build. Really excited. Not as nervous, but kind of nervous, just because you will be until it's done, like all the other ones. Um, this one's really special. It's the Barris Super Stalker. It'll be revealed at noon at the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion on October the 19th, brought to you by Pioneer. We're going to take a quick little break, folks, and we'll be back with Evan Rubel. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you in a minute.
New from the makers of legendary Brake Clean, the Shop Size Brake Clean Pro Series. The larger Pro Size can has 50% more of the Brake Clean you've trusted for over 47 years. Also available in three non-chlorinated formulas. Everybody, welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. I'm here with the evil one. Uh, pretty cool guy, Eric. Yeah, sounds cool. Have you met him? No. Yeah, so if he comes out, everybody, I think, seems like they know him because he's um, he's always on Facebook, he's always on social media, and he's been on the scene for a long, long time. <clears throat> kind of interesting to hear about, because I, I haven't heard too much from Myron Bailey. I was wondering what he was up to. Yeah, he's riding the scooters. You know? Well... Maybe he's just taking a break, right? Like everybody talks about. Um, well, good to talk to you, Eric. Um, thanks for the uh, cocor pimp for uh, Sam. Although we're supposed to, we weren't supposed to mention that, right? Hey, you know, we were talking earlier about the different, um, I guess, the event activities, particularly the judging and some of the criteria. And uh, the folks up at NorCal Mini Bikes had had some questions about the classes, which. Um, as I mentioned, they're all on joesminibikereunion.com under the event information. There's a schedule of events, and then right below that, there's a description of all the classes. But um, we'll get into those uh, a little bit specifically in terms of uh, what classes are available and what their classes are suited for in terms of the bike. But first, we're going to jump on a call um, we're going to talk to Evan Rubel with uh, RCF and Evan, who... I will have, hopefully in the studio at some point, because um, he's a California guy. We had a video that um, Evan sent, which uh, showed folks enjoying his new little micros. If you want to find out how to buy one, you'll find out why. Hey, Evan, it's uh, Joe and Ed from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. What's happening, brother? What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's happening? Uh, Joe, how you doing? We're doing okay. It was a, it was a busy day, and uh, we're having a great little evening. Thanks for your patience. Typical podcast stuff. Things got a little yeah, bit no late. Problem, no problem. Evan, congratulations on the uh, recent wedding. Um, I saw a photo there. Looks like you got the better end of the deal there. Uh, yeah, um, I, I definitely got a good one, and uh, I've been with her for quite some time, and we have some beautiful children, and it was uh, long overdue, so... I uh, couldn't be happier. And uh, our condolences as well, because I know that uh, sometimes life just works that way where it could be the best moment of your life one day and unfortunately the worst the next day. Uh, so condolences to your mom. And I know that that's probably been a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for you as, you, as you've uh, dealt with things over the last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those curveballs that life throws at you, you know, you, uh, you got to kind of roll with the punches, and I've, I'm, uh, I know that uh, she wouldn't want me uh, self-destructing or giving up on, on what my goals are, uh, you know, because of her loss. Um, so needless to say, the wedding was a bit of a bittersweet event, but it was uh, probably no better time than to have 
you know, friends and family who love us around uh, for support. Uh, Great. And it turned out to be a really nice event. So Good. And uh, it seems as if um, she should be pretty happy based on what I can see is happening with uh, your business, RCF, and this growing popularity with these micro mini bikes. And I guess I, that's how I'd like to begin is what is it that got you so, I guess, hooked to the point where you wanted to actually make them and manufacture them and commit so much of your, I guess, your business now focused on selling these micro bikes? What is it about the micros? Well, uh, let me give you a quick uh, backstory on my my interest in the mini bikes in the first place. Uh, my uh, father and his brother and my grandfather all grew up, uh, well, not my grandfather, but they all rode Powell's. Sure. You know, my dad and his uncle all rode, rode Powell's and they all grew up in Anaheim. And this is before any homes were even in the Brea Hills and I've got old real to real footage of them riding pals around in the hills of Brea before there was any homes up there. Wow. Uh, so I spent many summers doing circles in the backyard at my grandparents' house in uh, Anaheim on his Model A Powell that I still <laughs> own to this day. Wow, how cool. Uh, so that really struck the passion and, you know, in the in my elementary school library I came across the Mini Bike Challenge book. Um and I don't know if you've seen that book, but uh, it's a really neat old vintage mini bike book. And uh, I think I kept it a whole summer one year. <laughs> uh, but as far as the micros are concerned, I just I've always liked the I've always took a liking to the smaller, smaller tire mini bikes. For some reason, I felt like it was kind of the epitome of the mini. Um, the little you know, four yeah. inches. Yeah, the little yeah. four inch tires. Sure. Uh, I, to me, that was a mini bike. You know, I, I love the pals and their mini bikes too. But as a kid, I always was always looking at the other ones that had the smaller tires and stuff. Because um, they seem manageable for a little person, right? It's like, yeah, I can handle that. Yeah, and they and they just they they are a mini bike. I mean, they're mini. You know, uh, and the pal is kind of more of a bike that's built for you know an adult. Uh, so I always liked. I always took a liking to those and never had them as a kid. And um, I always liked the Tom Thumbs, sure. uh, you know, and I, I own the Popular Mechanics, uh, you know, issue that has the, the build in it. And I've always liked the little Indians. So I've always liked the, the frames that were on the smaller side of things. And so, I, you know, having kids of my own, I, I got to think, well, I'm, I'm going to design and build, you know, something that's kind of, uh, you know, there's similarities between my frame and, and, you know, there's, there's certain similarities to, to the little Indian. There's certain similarities to the Tom thumb, um, but it's still a design all on its own. And, uh, my whole idea was to just keep it as small as possible and just see, see what I could do and just keep it as small as possible. Um, and it just, uh, you know, I originally built one out of three quarter tubing just for my, for my son and, uh, you know, posted some pictures. This was back in 2016, uh, on Facebook and people just took a liking to it. And, uh, Karen Krause was actually, uh, the first one to pull the trigger on one and said, I got to have one. I'll pay you for it in full, get it to me whenever you can. I'm not in a rush. Uh, so she really kind of opened the door for me to, uh, 
to get something going and, and it sparked more interest and she got a few more people that she knew in the community to, to take an interest in them. And, uh, I just thought it was the greatest thing. And, uh, let me ask you, uh, were you, uh, how, how did you begin to acquire the skills to do the, the, the pipe bending and the welding and all that? Where does all that come from? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a professional fabricator by trade for the last uh, 23 years uh, I started right out of high school doing uh, working for my girlfriend's dad at the time building uh, uh, Harley gas tanks for Japanese uh, motorcycles a little company he called he, he had called a uh, fat fat Bob okay or fat boy tank and uh, he, he was working out of his garage and then I just I just always wanted to weld I remember as a kid looking in the JC Whitney catalog at welders and stuff and just always wanting to learn how to weld. Uh, and, uh, so I've been welding ever since I got out of high school and doing fabrication. I've had, uh, over 10 years in the, in the hot rod and race car industry. Um, I've been involved in manufacturing for many years, you know, high production stuff. Uh, so I've got the experience with, you know, evolving production. Sure. You know, speeding up the process. I mean, my, my frames are, are a constant evolution as anybody can see that's, that's purchased, uh, an earlier model versus what I've got now. I mean, they're constantly evolving. It's, it's really no different than, you know, bigger companies and technology and things like that. You're, you're constantly trying to evolve your product to accommodate more and more customers. Um, one of your recent, so. uh, changes and upgrades had to do with, uh, the slots for the engine to bolt on. Uh, in addition yes. to a couple other things, what what are some of the more current features of the RCF frames that maybe are available now that weren't available in the first run, so to speak? The the biggest one is the um, is the slotting for the uh, for use of the seventy nine cc uh, Predator engine minus the uh, mounting plate that they give you. So basically, it it bolts directly to the block. And I mean, your 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 clearance is minimal as yeah. it is. So, um, but I made the slots. You know, I know a lot of times with with builders, and you probably talked to other builders that have run into this too. You know, with all the variations of rear wheel setups and rear sprocket setups, you know, you start slotting stuff front to back, um, especially in a little frame like that where you really don't have the front to back movement on the motor to be able to adjust the chain. You, you're locking yourself into an align, a side-to-side alignment area, you know, a zone that may not work for everybody. So I decided to do the slots side-to-side rather than front-to-back and with with the intention of, of a person running a, a tensioner to, to keep the tension on the chain. That way it would accommodate anybody's chain alignment that they need. And you're also pretty confident that most of the power plants on your bikes are going to be that 79cc Predator, right? That seems to be the most popular vote. Um, yeah. That, and then I've had a lot of requests for a 212 bike, which is also uh, in the works, which is a micro XL that I'm, I'm in the works of de- developing right now. Um, but yeah, the Predator engine seems to be, you know, I always grew up with messing with flatheads and, and stuff like that, but... Uh, you know, a, a three horsepower flathead, you still need 11 and a half inches clearance, and it just wasn't small enough for my taste for what I was trying to accomplish with this particular bike. Sure. Um, and I actually kind of lucked out 
even having enough room for the Predator 79cc because I I built it with the intention of running a you know a, a vintage style two-stroke or, or you know a smaller two-stroke engine uh, and a friend of mine just happened to say hey I got one of these 79s open box let me bring it by and just see if it fits in that frame I said sure bring it on by and he brought it by and I mean it, it was a game changer for me good I for mean, you it seems like once once that went right in there everybody was was all over them and when was that evan just to get a timeline oh that was back in uh that was probably still back in 2017 um i've done i've done quite a bit of moving around so i took a sabbatical from the building for a while just because i didn't i wasn't set up to do so anywhere where i was landing you know sure um and and i finally had enough of it and said you know what the heck with that i'm gonna set up and and I'm going to utilize the space I got, even if I'm melting in the Arizona heat in a little section of my garage. I'm going to get it done because it's it's a uh, it's a passion of mine and it it's something I really enjoy doing and and I really want to get the name out there and get the brand established and I want people to know uh, what RCF is, you know, and and recognize my products and uh, the thing that I really enjoy about it is that it's they you know people. You know, in their 50s, buy these frames, and people buy them for their kids that are four and five years old, and other people buy them to run around the pits. I mean, so it's a pretty uh, versatile—it's a versatile frame that it, that uh, is appealing to a wide market. Let me ask uh, you: Do you think that uh, because, like, I'm 60, and I'll be 61 probably by the time mm-hmm. I get my bike from you? Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know when you turn 61. But it... <laughs> well, maybe I'll have it before that. But, you know, like I, I want it for the uniqueness and yeah. for the kind of the wow factor. I've seen the photos of me riding my Temecula Bob micro, mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. a pretty sight. You know, my legs are <laughs> chicken out to the side, and I, yeah. my arms yeah. are way too tight, and my head's. Um, yeah. Now, your bike, particularly the front flared forward a la little mindian that yeah. that setup that you have i really i really like that um you're talking about the upper rails yeah I, the, where they kind of yeah, uh-huh. bend away from you i, I like yeah. the look i am yeah. i'm probably in fact i have a 79 cc in my current micro um mm-hmm. I, i'm looking at a west bend that i had yeah. in another small one and ed brought out you know, Ed's here for two seconds, realizing that I'm probably trying to stick too big of a wheel on there. Um, and there's also a situation where I thought it could probably go from the clutch to the rear sprocket, but I'm definitely going to have to go with a jack shaft setup on this. And that was trying to use a West Bend 700. Mm-hmm. So I'm still kind of finding my ways around. You know, yeah. I think I fell into, and others may do the same, where you think because it's so small, that it's going to be easier. That's not necessarily the case, is it? No, no, and and it's 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 tough because people will will uh, get pricing, and I, I think they're expecting that because it's you know a, a foot or two less of tubing that <laughs> it's going to be a substantial <laughs> price difference. But really, the uh, you know it takes just as much work and just as much effort to build a frame. You know, that's slightly, you know, uh, quite a bit smaller, and it takes the same amount of parts to put a complete bike together. 
Yeah, plus uh, as it does for a full size bike. And I would also look at it like I just uh, I I could buy a full size Corona six pack for six ninety nine. Right. I could I could buy the little small Coronitas that right. are like a third or maybe two thirds of the size, uh-huh. and I if it's not the same, it's a little bit more money. Right, right. So it's definitely a novelty. It's it's somewhat of a yes. novelty. Yes. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's definitely a novelty piece. It's not unrideable. I mean, I've got uh, one of the bikes I sent you. Uh, guy by the name of ryan quartz did a beautiful job building a uh little teal colored one i saw that one i saw that one and he he put it for sale didn't he he? he was about six two and he was riding that thing around on a video um saw that too but uh you know people don't realize too i've got i can accommodate you know if, if the traditional style bar doesn't work for somebody that's a little bit taller you know i've i've got different uh fork tree designs that will accommodate a, a bar clamp and allow you to run a, you know, an oversized bar, you know, an ape ah. hanger or whatever nice. you wish, you know, that would be, uh, that, that's good to know. And that would be yeah. cool to see actually. I mean, my whole thing is, is, uh, I always tell people you're really, you're not just buying a frame because I'm passionate about this stuff and I'm not in it just to sell frames. I'm in it to help people get them built too. So when, when somebody buys a frame for me, I'm willing to assist through the whole build however I can. How nice. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, Make yourself available for tech-related questions. or yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think anybody you talk to would agree that, you know, if they send me a message about, hey, what's the, you know, what's the axle bolt size? Or can I get a pattern of the, of the new whole layout for the, you know, engine slots or, you know, do you make a sprocket for this or can you do this? You or know? what size wheel uh, or what size tire exactly. works best? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've got I've got stuff going on too, but I've always I always try to get right back to people and, and try to respond as quickly as I can and and be as helpful as possible. Yeah, that's uh, the customer that's service part of it, right, Evan? Know. Yeah, I think that's a big important part that a lot of people forget. Um, you know, and I want people's dealing people people dealing with me to to, to feel that uh, they got a good service out of it as well. You know, well, you, you definitely have uh, established yourself and your reputation as being a solid guy. Uh, obviously, you're passionate about it. Uh, it's not as if this is going to turn you into a millionaire anytime soon. No. Um, no. And how is um, how is this working out now with the growth of RCF? Are you still doing this in addition to your quote-unquote regular job? Well, uh, to be uh, quite honest with you, I had my regular job, but we... Um, when my mother became ill, we, uh, she ended up moving in with us and we started, my, my wife and I started caring for her, which my wife is an absolute saint, has the maternal instinct. She's a, she's a nurturer. What's her name? Uh, uh Amber. Hi, Amber. Amber, she's watching and, and it'll show up as Amber Bus, but it's, uh, soon to change to, it's going to be. <laughs> Amber Rubel now. Sounds nice. Uh, it's, it's got a little, it's got a nice ring to it. But, uh, so I, you know, it was kind of, I hate to say that it was a, a good opportunity for me, but it was, it was, a, the timing worked out where I was able to, to take the plunge and resign from my full-time job, uh, and go after this thing full speed, uh, 
and and still be able to make the time to care for my mom, you know, in her final days. How nice. Yeah. Uh, which was very important. You know, she had a lot of appointments to get to and different things like that. And the care became pretty tedious. Um, and, uh, it was just, it was just an opportunity. You know, I was fortunate enough to have, uh, you know, I think Brad, uh, Tomozzi and, uh, a number of those guys, uh, he put together a group order from Michigan and had, uh, 14 frames sold that shipped out on a pallet to Michigan. So I had, you know, 30 frames on order and, and, uh, nice. So it, it just worked out to where I could be here doing what I needed to do, uh, and care for her and be there for her at the same time. And so now that, uh, you know, that she's passed, I'm just, I'm slowly getting back into where, you know, obviously there's a, takes a little time after you lose somebody like that, but, uh, without a doubt, you know, it, and I've always kept real open communication with anybody who has ordered the frame and, and let them know what's going on. And everybody seems to be pretty understanding about what's been going on. And uh, but I'm hoping to just just go after it uh, full speed ahead and, and uh, really um, dig into it this year. You know, at the end of this year, uh, early next year, get my uh, get get a website up and running and, and really further develop some product. And, and, you know, I like to provide some product for people that uh you know somebody wants to run a certain wheel and but they don't make a, a, a sprocket adapter for it or uh you know things like that things that aren't just readily available for folks but you know people may be more apt to run a certain type of wheel or sprocket if if i could you know produce a, a component that was a, affordable you know and offer it yeah, that's that, that's that extra effort that I think not only is yeah. is appreciated, but it's almost mandatory when you're a manufacturer in the beginning. Hey, before yeah. I let you go, I need a couple of things that I just need to get across for some of the folks that have expressed an interest. Uh, since last okay. night when I announced and teased the folks that you would be on, uh, right. I was able to get some photos and some videos from you that we've since used on the Facebook page and We've kind okay. of teased throughout the podcast. The big question, yeah. the big question that I'll let you answer is, where can I buy these bikes? Uh, how much does it cost, and what's the wait time? Can you maybe review those items with some of the listeners? Um, yeah, I have a. There's an RCF uh, Facebook page. Okay. Um, and then there's also an RCF Micro Mini Bike uh, Group page that is a. A page designed for enthusiasts and owners of the RCF uh, micro mini bike. I'm a member. Where they can go on and bounce questions off each other and bounce different ideas off each other. Um, they can also uh, email me direct, and it's just my name, Evan Rubel, at yahoo.com. Great. And that's E V A N R U B L E at yahoo.com. Uh, and they can get a hold of me that way. What about pricing? Uh, uh, pricing is uh, the, the frame and fork. So you get a frame fork, uh, bronze, you know, flange bronze steering bushings, uh, grade eight, five eighths bolt, and fork nut uh, for two twenty five plus shipping. What's shipping on an average? You know, you've sent uh, these out enough. Ship, is it a hundred bucks? Is it shipping is about fifty bucks? Oh, great. Okay, so for under three hundred yeah. bucks, you pretty much have one at your door. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the that's the other benefit of it being so. There's where there's where the savings come in from it being so small. 
<laughs> yeah, the, there you go. The shipping because uh, good point. You know, I've, I've built I've built full size frames. You know, I've got a frame out there that I built for somebody, and, and they ended up not wanting it, and I've not put really. it up for sale for a very affordable price. But it, you know, it's shipping into those bigger frames, and shipping ends up costing as much as the frame. So I've got the one set size box that these go in. Uh, Do you have a preferred carrier that you use? I'll just go. I just go standard USPS. Okay, so it's it's proven to be pretty dependable and uh, great. And it's, the pricing seems to be pretty fair. And uh, you know, I don't uh, I don't take a huge uh, you know like it, if shipping is is sixty two dollars or something, I may. Maybe stretch you to 65? 65 or something, you know what I mean? You know, and I'll pay for the, you know, I'm paying for the box. I'm not charging extra to put it in the box and take it to the post office. So, you know, I'm not trying to, to, to nickel and dime people to death, you know. I'm yeah, to- no, I don't think anybody gets that impression. Uh, it comes across very clearly, Evan. Uh, we were joking earlier today. I was telling Ed about, how it gets a little pressurized as we get closer to the event and you're, you're you've got t-shirts and hats and trophies and all these things mm-hmm. you're doing and as emmanuel has helped us with the website i would sell my hats for 20 bucks and right. they cost me 16 by the time by the time i paid to the ups guy to ship it somewhere it was another six bucks so i was i was like losing a dollar on right. all of it so um, the fact that your your stuff is easy to ship in terms of its size, and they can get into right. it for three hundred bucks. What do they buy? Seventy nine cc Harbor Freight engine for under a hundred yeah. bucks. You buy some yeah. hardware, a clutch, a chain. You really could almost be rolling down the road five six hundred bucks. Is that kind of a close yeah, estimate? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a realistic number. Now, obviously, if somebody asked me to build them a complete turnkey bike, you know, that's painted and upholstered and all that stuff. You know, it's going to be priced more than that because I've got to get, you know, I've got to get something sure. for my labor and my time and all that. But that's why I honestly prefer to just sell the frames and, and the the individual components because I on a, I really get a kick out of uh, seeing people's excitement over these frames and, and seeing where people go with creativity and, and seeing what kind of different things people come up with. And, and you know, I, I get a lot of enjoyment. You know, for me, that's a lot of the satisfaction in doing it is watching people get such a kick out of these things. You know, it's well, they just look like a, a blast just by looking at them. You can tell yeah. by the customers that you've already served and mm-hmm. the fun that they're having. And I, I yeah. see all of them suggest that they're buying them for their kids. And, you know, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> well, they may tell the wife that. Yeah. Well, look, um, <laughs> Evan, uh, thank you for making some time for us tonight. We uh, hope that it cools down over there in Arizona. We hope that we get to see you at the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Uh, and then hopefully, as you continue to prosper and grow, have you as one of yeah. our exhibitors. Or who knows, maybe there'll be a day we're talking about giving away uh, an RCF micro mini bike at an upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Folks, if you want to find out how you can um, have one of those little RCF micros in your shop, check them out. Um, he's given a, a website. We've got a, um, a micro Facebook page. You can catch him on email, uh, Evan Rubel at yahoo.com. Um, yep. Evan, thanks for spending some time with us. Before we let you go, do you have any parting words or any shout outs that you want to give? No, I just, uh, I just want to thank, uh, you know, everybody that's 
that's gotten contact with me and purchased anything from me and at just thank you for the support and i really appreciate everything and uh and the acceptance into the uh community with my product uh has been outstanding so well so is your work evan you guys having me on the show yeah it's been great uh you deserve what you get good or bad so congratulations to you in order i look forward to talking to you soon and i look hopefully uh, to seeing you october the 19th at the mini bike show that is that is the plan to get out there. So, Evan, congrats again on the wedding, and again our condolences on the loss of your mom. Uh, use it as a motivator. I'm sure she's looking down at you, and she's happy and proud of you. So, congratulations on that. Yes, sir. All right, thank you so much. There you have it, Evan Rubel with uh, RCF Micros. Yeah, I ordered one. He mentioned that um, uh, he had some newer ones coming with drilled slots. It's like great because I I really didn't want to deal with any of that stuff. So I'm looking forward to getting it. They're, they're kind of affordable. They're kind of cool. So if you're into those types of things, check them out. Evan Rubel at RCF. All right. So our friends at NorCal Mini Bikes uh, had sent in a comment. In fact, those of you who would like to still, there's a few more minutes left in the podcast going right ahead. But he was asking about the classes. As I've stated earlier, the classes are all available on the website, joesminibikereunion.com. Just go underneath the event info. But for those of you who, for whatever reason, may not have an interest on going to the website or don't deal with computers, I don't know how you'd be listening, but the drag classes, bikes built specifically for, for racing. Ed, you helped us define these two, and they're kind of interesting, the restored versus the survivor. Mm -hmm. You helped me with that. I think your version of the restored was bikes most accurately restored to its original condition from the manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. Differentiating between the survivor, which is the one that's still accurately reflected that original look but it also had shown and withstood where time right father where time yes so for those of you who are trying to distinguish between the two that's the difference the rap bike category another one that kind of picked up over the years that's the bike that reflects the popular rat rod style and and that's creativity that's attention to the theme that's the rusted look everybody should know what the rat bike look is under construction that's the bike that's most impressive in its current state of assembly in the midst of the fact that it, it's not been finally completed. So if you have a bike where maybe it's just 60%, like about half of the bikes around here, um, don't not show your bike. Bring it. Bring it. Because not only are you eligible for all the prizes where you can take home an F&B <laughs> roller or take home uh, a slew of other products that we're giving away from Pioneer and Coker Tire and Toyo Tire and GTS, um, bring it. And people people, people will like be motivated. You, you know, what kind of work you're doing on it and, and how and things are going. just as you came over and give me a couple of heads up, that's the beauty of bringing your bike to the show because you'll get a guy say, hey, you know what I did? I noticed that you haven't quite finished your front suspension. You know what, you know what would work, work good on that? Exactly. You know, so, so there's a lot of that, that that you get to glean if you if you check that out, if you bring your bike. So, hey, just because it's not finished doesn't mean there's not a home for it. The chopper class. Embarrassingly, and I'm a big chopper fan, we didn't have a ton of choppers. You know? No, not really. Yeah, so um, I think that that put a little word out. You know, I've got my Bonanza chopper back there, and I've got Frankenstein. And actually, I had two of the Bonanza choppers, but, like, I love those bikes just for the look alone. So um, I'm expecting and I'm predicting a much more active chopper class. And those are the bikes that are extended front ends and it's kind of have that lower style stance. If you don't know what a chopper is, don't come to the show. Long distance award. That's the guy who's a registered participant, which means he paid his 30 bucks. And 
It's the guy who traveled the furthest to attend the event. Now, I need some help. Let's just say that, let's just say that a guy like Noel, uh, Neil, remember Neil Copeman? Yeah, yeah, he came from Canada. Yeah, he did. So Neil, Neil flew and drove, right? I think he flew to Vegas and drove or he did something. Yeah, something like that. So he, he was, without a doubt, a long distance winner. Um, if you come just as a spectator, which means that you don't bring a bike, you don't really qualify. You have to have a bike. So we're looking for folks, and we've had some folks from Washington. I know that we have folks from Arizona. It looks as if we may have some folks from Michigan. Hell, there was a guy who came from New York who didn't have a bike who said he was coming back with some bikes. So whoever comes the longest distance, we've got a trophy for you. Based specifically on bringing Eric from Studs into the judging and his bike, we created a custom class because out of all the classes that I had had, I really didn't have one that was for bikes that were like his Harrison, but it had been stretched um, or modified to the point you would never recognize what it was originally. But it started as a Harrison. Those bikes, customs, right? Just like custom cars. Right. You know? So we've got a custom class. Um, I'm out riding with my guys on um, on Friday nights, and I saw Daryl, um, who is – uh, moved to Arizona, but still a part of the game. And Daryl Smith and I saw a couple other guys out there, and they're they're into not only the Groms, but they're in, into these um, the motorized the bikes, bikes, the four cycle bikes. Yeah. So they asked me if I had a class, and I said no. So we are, and I asked those guys that they would help judge, and whether we have, hey, all I need is two, but if we can start to get some of those bikes to come out. Ed, the engineering and the workmanship on those bikes, even a guy like you would be proud to see what they're doing. And it, it is kind of amazing. Um, Honda Vintage. Just to be clear, the Honda Vin Vintage are the Z50s, the CT70s, and the QA50s for the most part. Okay? That's the Honda Vintage. The Groms and the Monkeys, those are all under the Mini Moto. Anything where you shift the gear, whether it's a, a Grom or a Monkey, or a Z125 Pro Kawasaki. Anything that shifts is a Mini Moto. If you have a scooter, a scooter is a twist and go, no shifting. So that's a Ruckus. That's a, 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 a Vespa. That's a, uh, a Vino. Those are your twist and goes. We have a class for scooters as well as Mini Motos. We'll have, we'll have independent winners for those categories. So within Minimoto, we'll have the best Grom. We'll have the best Z Pro 125. We'll have the best Monkey. For the scooters, we'll have the best Ruckus. We'll have the best Vino. We'll have the best Vespa, as an example. Um, we had a couple bikes show up last year where none of us knew what it was. So that's the best WTF. And that's more of an award. E and I were talking about that. You know, So if you got something really wild and one-off, that's going to go in its own little unique category. Subsequently, you may have a bike that has more than two wheels. Maybe it's a three-wheeler, um, like those dune cycles, which seem to be coming up now, Rupp Matum and everybody else. Or let's just say that you have something that's got, I don't know, four wheels. Go Bring car. it on. Go yeah, a go-kart. Bring that out. We got, we got a place for you. We got a category for you as well. I will be giving away with the judges 10 Outstanding Achievement Awards. And Ed, you know what we decided to do? Hmm. We used to have the first place and then the second runner-up and the first runner-up, and essentially it was like first, second, third. Right. Forget it. No one wants first runner-up. 
you, know, you watch these guys, you give them the trophy, they want to throw it out. It's like everybody wants to win. So in the spirit of encouraging that, one trophy per class. However, there will be some bikes that didn't win like the best in their category, but they're still really, really good bikes. Those bikes qualify for outstanding achievement awards. So we'll have 10 of those. Um, as we try to continue to bring in youth and young folks into the hobby, and we see an increasingly number of them each and every year, we have six young guns, and those are trophies awarded to kids 15 years and younger that actually worked on and played a role in one of the bikes that was on display. Um, Greg, who was the winner with his little, I think it was his little Rutman, the little ugly Rutman, or I'm not sure if it was an ugly or not, the little red one, he's been on our show. His sons, I watched them when they were this big, now they're this big. They're an example of a young gun. Um, Aaron, Munda, East son, into bikes. So all those younger folks that are um, in the scene or want to be more part of the scene, we've got awards for you. And again, you've got your award. Ed's going to have his own award that he picks, and that'll be whatever bike he wants because it's Ed's award. Um, I've got an award called the Joey that I use myself because I fall in love with just about all these bikes that I walk around and see. But there's always one that I wish I owned, and that's typically who I give it to. And then finally, there is no best of show. At Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, it's the People's Choice. And it's the Brad Elsey's People's Choice Award. It was named after Brad Elsey, who was a longstanding resident of the community here in La Crescenta, whose life was tragically taken in a motorcycle accident a few years ago. While his family and his sons, many of them who helped him with his builds, they continue to be a part of the show. He'll always be the name on the People's Choice. And essentially what we do is we take all the winners from all these classes that I've mentioned, the drag class, the restored class, the four-stroke class, any class winners, they all come up. And for those of you who have been at the show before, it's all based on applause. And we've got a little app which measures the applause. So if you've got friends and they're into mini bikes, have them come. It's free as a spectator. They can support you and help you win. Um, but it's all, we. the judges are even out of it at that point. All the judges do is bring up the winners of each class. And then those that are in the audience, your peers, your friends, other participants, spectators, their round of applause for your bike ultimately will decide the winner. I want to give out a Joe's Mini Bike Reunion hat and t-shirt. We'll get Evil Ed to autograph it. And we're going to send it out to our friends over at NorCal Mini Bike who sent in the question about the classes. Eve, get a chance to look in your schedule. Have any idea what our next podcast date could be? Okay, we'll let you take a look at that. I want to give a special shout out to Rafa over at GTS Hobbies for being the co-sponsor of the Dino this year. Thank you, Rafa, for the continued support as always. Coker Tire will be giving away, um, typically they give away a gift certificate, Ed, mm. and that'll go to the folks who win the Long Distance Award. I want to thank Marla Moore. Uh, Marla was just recently inducted into the SEMA Hall of Fame, and I get to induct her in October. Look forward to seeing her then. And she's also the on the cover of the August issue of SEMA News. So congratulations to Marla. I want to give a shout-out to Stan from Toyo Tires. Toyo, the official tire of the UFC, he sent us a huge box of goodies, including some cool keychains that will be given away in the participant goodie bags. Linda and I were just with Team Campbell last night. Um, they're celebrating uh, their new arrival, Nash Campbell, their son. And uh, they've been with me since the beginning. You can get a $5 off coupon at Campbell Automotive, which is located right here on Foothill Boulevard. 
Next Thursday, I go to Mother's Polish and see all the Holloway boys and my buddy Shane and Ken picking up a slew of Mother's Polishes and Waxes for giveaway. Uh, and then Honda of Glendale. How can I forget Darlene and Brian and Kathleen? Uh, my new Honda Monkey in blue should be hopefully coming in in a couple of months. But they're always there giving away mostly helmets, which is all I want from them. Uh, we're big advocates of riding safe, uh, riding safe and wearing a helmet and wearing gloves and boots. And for those of you who are listening, that's another reminder. So we look forward to seeing her there. And then finally, uh, I got word that Taylor from Go Power Sports, I think Taylor won the mini bike build-off with Joe. Um, Taylor's going to be coming to the event as well as Jason. They're coming from Kentucky representing Go Power Sports. They're bringing some goodies as well. Uh, they're really passionate at GoPowerSports.com. And we look forward to having them as a part of the show. Once again, as a final reminder, don't miss Joe Petrelia's Muscle Mini Bike video series that's launching soon. Uh, his first one's on rebuilding, or actually uh, building up, I think, stage one or two, a new Tillotson motor. He's got some sponsor support from our friends at Go Power Sports and others. Good for you, Joe. Congratulations. Keep things going. Look forward to seeing you on the 19th. What do we got for a day, D? 9-11 and 9-26. Ooh. 9-11. Um, <laughs> all right so tentative dates 9-11 and 9-26 you know it's a shame that we had 9-11 inherit such a bad fucking deal because of that tragedy maybe we can turn it around so 9-11 and 9-26 look forward to seeing you guys then thanks oh 9-25 i thought he was going to change 9-11 so we got 9-11 <laughs> and 9-25 listed as the next dates for the upcoming joe's mini bike reunion podcast you wanted to have somebody on the podcast who was it Oh, yeah, Old Great Goat, Eric Adams yes. from the OMB uh, podcast on Thursday night. So, look, Ed, why don't you reach back out to him? I think that Karen Krause was helping us, and there was just a flip-flop in info. My understanding was that he didn't want to drive up. No, to... no, he wants. He said he'd drive up. Yes, so he I said, said he didn't want to talk on the phone because he lived too close. He great. So, so it was a complete disconnect because I wanted him to come up <clears throat> yeah, okay. rather than talk on the phone. Right, so if well, it was the opposite. Yeah, we have to give him a date. Yes. So, when are, now, his podcasts are Wednesdays, right? No, Thursdays. Thir- okay, Thursdays. And where can they watch him? Facebook Live? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, who knows? Maybe we'll have Eric uh, the Grey Goat join us. And Ed, let's take a look here. Why don't we shoot for, why don't we shoot for the next one, 9-11? Okay, I'll yeah. tell him the 9-11 then. Either that or 9-26, we'll I'll give him his him choice. I'll both then and see what he says. Hey, if you got a suggestion or an idea of who you'd like to hear on the next Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast, go ahead and do that. Some final shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Rich Robitello back there in New York, <laughs> my buddy Ronnie DeSalvatore, uh, my brother-in-law Marv, and I guess everybody else who listens. Thanks for putting up with us today. We had a little technical difficulty at the front, but uh, hey, it's just a podcast, right? We'll see you the next time, everybody. Bye. Show.